Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Tonight I seek forgiveness from my Lord and from anyone who I have offended in any way whatsoever, especially the camera crew behind the scenes at Imam Hussein TV, who I have to ask for forgiveness from because of the number of times that we've joked about one another. And the reality is that on these holy nights, all of us are going to be asking for forgiveness from one another. As in, you're going to meet everybody in the mosque on these nights. And you're going to say to them, bro, please forgive me. Forgive me if in any way I've offended you, if in any way I've hurt you. But on a more serious level, there are also certain people that we seek forgiveness from in our lives. People who may not necessarily be involved in our lives anymore. How do we get in touch with them? on the nights known as the Nights of Qadr. Somebody who, for example, was very close to me a couple of years ago, but then we fell out. Do I get in touch with them or don't I? Have they forgiven me? Or maybe even if I felt that I was not in the wrong, shouldn't I maybe reach out and say, let's forgive each other? You find that on these nights, the question of forgiveness comes up in so many different forms. There may have been a special someone in your life and the two of you broke up and haven't spoken to each other since. There may have been a business partner and both of you broke off the business and don't want to look at each other anymore. And there may have been people in your own family and those are sometimes the most difficult ones because the ones in our family, how do we reach out to them? Do we reach out and ask for their forgiveness? At the same time, above all else, is asking forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because we know that we've committed sins. At the end of the day, we know that when you look at a saint in this world, they would have had somewhere, in one way or the other, a sinful past. And for those who are sinners, there is hope on nights like this, to paraphrase Augustine's famous words. And so for many of us who live in the world today, we think to ourselves when we reflect on our past sins, does the Quran show us that there is space for forgiveness? If I've committed so many indecent acts, I've committed so much haram, for example, in my teenage years, I've committed acts such as adultery, fornication, I've committed acts such as drinking alcohol or taking drugs and other intoxicants, I've committed acts such as backbiting, gossiping, and slandering members of my own community, judging people without having even met them. I've committed acts such as, for example, being rude to my parents on certain occasions. Is there space for me to be forgiven on a night like this? Because we hear from those who give lectures on the nights of power that these are the nights in which God forgives all sins. What's beautiful is that these nights are the ones which we need to use when we're discussing with non-Muslims about how forgiving God is. Because I think that there are other religions in the world today that are seen as having a Lord who's a lot more forgiving than the Allah that we have built or that we have disseminated within Islamic thought. If you find, for example, in Christianity, there's always this idea that Jesus loves you and this idea that Jesus forgives you. Whereas when you talk about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, many times in our lectures, we're talking of Allah shadid al-iqab, that Allah is the most severe of punishers. Do you ever hear many lectures on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala being forgiving? It's very rare. That aspect of God, 
is hardly ever discussed. And there was a generation in our community who grew up listening to lectures where lecturers were literally only speaking about hell. There are some people who will tell you that I stopped going to the mosque because every time I'd go to the mosque, it'd be lectures on brimstone and fire. I used to get scared because the lecturer wanted to send all of us to hell. But then when you come to nights like these nights, Layali al-Qadr, then you feel that there is a Lord who is forgiving. And many times you ask yourself the question, is there any way back for me? Is there any way that I can return to the path of God? And these terms about returning back to the path of God and seeking forgiveness are all discussed within the Holy Quran. Because to return back to the Lord in Arabic is known as Tawbah. Unfortunately, in our mosques, when we translate Tawbah, we normally translate Tawbah with the word repentance. Yes, you may be seeking to repent, but Tawbah, Awab, is someone who wants to return. And the idea of Tawbah is that I, tonight, on the 23rd night of Shahar Ramadan, am seeking a way to return back to the path of God. I've recognized that. Listen, in my 20 years on this earth, in my 30 years on this earth, in my 40 years on this earth, that I've, I've, I've tried to go on God's path, but I've had a couple of detours. There's been a couple of transits in places I shouldn't have transited in. When I transited in those places, I became negligent on my Lord. But then my Lord said to me one day on the day of Arafah, come to me and I'll forgive all your sins. And I went there on the day of Arafah and all my sins were forgiven. And then I came back a few years later and once again, I went on a detour. And then my Lord said to me on the 15th of Sha'ban, come to me and all your sins will be forgiven. And then I came on the 15th of Sha'ban and I realized once again that only a few days after the 15th of Sha'ban, I went back off that path. And then I come again now on the night of Qadr. And the ultimate aim of this night is Tawbah. But not with the translation repent, but with the translation return back, go back to. Ya Allah, tonight I want to do Tawbah, meaning that I want to come back on your path. If you can tonight, my dear brothers and sisters at home, read Dua Tawbah of Imam Zain al-Abideen alayhi salam. For those of you who at home feel that you are suffering with a very heavy weight, which you can't get off your shoulders, you either need someone's forgiveness or you want to be forgiven or you feel that you just can't forgive. You can't let go of something. And you know, sometimes that heavy weight, if you look in the Quran, it seems that that heavy weight on the day of judgment is removed from some people. But that most of us will need to remove that in this world. Because it's difficult to carry a grudge against someone, isn't it? It's difficult to keep it with you all the time. That you know what, I'll never forgive what they've done to me that day. I'll never forgive it. I will remember it since, you know what, even if it was in your childhood. Even if it was in your teenage years. Even if it was only a few days ago. And that feeling is a feeling that stays with us in the Quran. I remember in Surah 7, my dear brothers and sisters at home, Surah 7 verse number 43 of the Quran, there is this line where God mentions that some people do carry that heavy burden with them. There are some people who go to the mosque tonight and they'll have someone sitting right across the mosque, 
right across the corridor and they've still got something against them or they feel that they need to go up to that person and say something. In Surah 7 verse 43, And we will remove whatever rancor is in their breast. But notice the word Why is the word Naza'na or tinza used. People at home will know that you might have been told, you know what, take your clothes off. Why Naza'na is this idea of something that's stuck to you. So when I'm wearing my clothes and someone says to me, what I want is that thing to be taken off me. But that thing is stuck to me already. So you've got that on the one hand. And on the other hand, sometimes when you want to extract honey, the word naz is used. Why? Because honey, when you're extracting it, it's sometimes so sticky for you to get the right amount of hair. So what happens is that when I need forgiveness or I want to forgive, sometimes there are some who can't let go. Believe you me, there are people who go to mosque tonight. And when they go to the mosque tonight, they will say to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Ya Allah, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. But they know that deep down, there is still something that's deep inside them they can't let go of. Now, I ask you a question. The first act that Adam performed on this earth, what was it? It was asking for forgiveness. Literally, the first act that Adam performed on this earth was to ask for forgiveness. There was nothing else that Adam performed. Before Adam came to earth, we have this interaction between Adam, Satan, the Lord, and the angels. But when Adam first comes onto the earth, what's the first act he does? The first act that Adam performs when he comes onto, his, onto this earth is that Adam seeks to return back to the path of God. So the first act is this combination of Tawbah, where you're seeking God's forgiveness and seeking that God brings you back onto the path. Everybody at home, Surah 2 verse number 37 of the Qur'an. In Surah 2 verse 37 of the Qur'an, we see that Nabi Adam alayhi salam, he's come onto this earth, but there's still something inside him where he wants to open up to God about the whole issue of him, Satan, the tree. And... If a prophet of God still has that feeling inside him, then it's not embarrassing for us to have that feeling with our Lord as well. Of course, we know that Adam did not commit a sin because where Adam was, there was no such thing as sin. Whether you want to call it the eternal abode or the heavenly abode or a heavenly garden, there is no sharia over there for him to have gone against God's sharia. But what you have, said Murtada, is this very interesting passage. This passage where Nabi Adam alayhi salam, as soon as he lands at his destination, you know sometimes you land at your destination, we've taken a flight somewhere. The moment you land, what do you do? You send a message, home, I'm here, I'm safe. Salams, safe. Salams, I've landed. Salams, all cool. Nabi Adam alayhi salam, the first thing he does when he comes onto this earth is what? The first thing he does is he wants Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to welcome him back. To welcome him back, not literally, but metaphorically, welcome me back into your mercy, into your merciful abode.
Look at verse 37 of Surah Al-Baqarah. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. فَتَلَقَّى آدَمُ مِنْ رَبِّهِ كَلِمَاتٍ فَتَابَ عَلَيْهِ Adam received words from his Lord. His Lord, in turn, when it says فَتَابَ عَلَيْهِ If I do Tawbah, I'm returning back to my Lord. If my Lord, I see Taba alayya, what does it mean? It means that God turns unto me with his mercy. Because there's no point me saying, Astaghfirullah Rabbi wa atubu ilayhi, if my Lord is not going to look at me with his merciful eyes. Nabi Adam in the Quran says, Adamu min rabbihi kalimatin. Adam received words from his Lord, a certain prayer. Which prayer was it? I ask all the Muslim community in the world watching this. فَتَلَقَّى آدَمُ مِنْ رَبِّهِ كَلِمَاتٍ Which kalimat were these? That Adam said, which caused Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to continue to bestow his mercy on Adam. Because the Quran, what does it say? فَتَلَقَّى آدَمُ مِنْ رَبِّهِ كَلِمَاتٍ There are certain words which we use to talk to God. Using these words known as dua, there is more chance of God accepting our repentance, our return back to him. Do we agree? The first person to have ever recited a dua is mentioned as this person when he was on the earth. He straight away said certain words. These words that he said resulted in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepting his tawbah. What were those words? Ask any Muslim in the world. What are the words that Adam said to God? Because this is the first dua. I have many duas now. I have duas from Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi like Joshan al-Kabir. I have a dua from Imam Ali alayhi salam, for example, which we recite in our community. Let's say like, for example, dua Mashlul or dua Kumail. I have a dua, for example, from, let's say, Imam Al-Hussein, like dua Arafah. I have a dua from Imam Zain Al-Abidin, like dua Makarim Al-Akhlaq, like dua Al-Tawbah, like dua Abu Hamza Al-Thamali. All of these we recite tonight. Which dua did Adam read? Here it doesn't just say, Adam, Satan, that was it. فَتَلَقَّى آدَمُ مِنْ رَبِّهِ كَلِمَاتٍ فَتَابَ عَلَيْهِ Adam received words from his Lord, a certain prayer he recited. God turned unto him. What are these words? Ulama give different opinions. Some ulama, they say that if you look in Surah 7, verse number 23 of the Holy Quran, you'll see that Nabi Adam salam has a particular dua and you know why I love this dua of Nabi Adam alayhi salam? This one in Surah 7 verse, I'm sure it's 23. Yes. Do you know why I love this particular dua? When on the night of power, you ask God for forgiveness, don't hide behind any excuses about why you did what you did. Just say, I did it. Because there's some of us, when someone says to you, why did you take those drugs? Bro, you know what? It was, it was my friend's circle. No, just say, I took the drugs. Why did you consume that alcohol? Why did you do that ghibah? Don't blame others. Don't hide behind excuses. Nabi Adam doesn't hide behind an excuse when he reads words to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Surah 7 verse 23, what does he say? 
Qala, they both of them, they said, him and Hawa. Because on a night like this, if you sit together with your wife and read dua, the amal is a different amal. If you sit together with your children and read, if you sit together with your community and read, there's no bid'ah here in two people sitting together and reciting dua. It's perfectly fine. There are some Muslim schools that say, don't let people read dua in jama'ah. Here, the Quran says, Qala Rabbana Zalamna Anfusana Wa in lam taghfir lana wa tarhamna lanakunanna minal khasirin they said, our Lord. Did they give an excuse? You know, God, I ate from the apple tree because it was, the apple looked red and uh, rosy. Uh, ya Allah, it was, um, you know what, it was all everyone else's fault. Listen. We have been unjust to ourselves. We were a bit hasty with what we did. He swore by Allah, this shaitan. No, no. He swore by Allah, is Imam al-Baqir explaining to me why Adam listened to Iblis. Because Iblis said, Wallah, Wallah, if you... And you know, everyone who says Wallah, we always believe in them. But Nabi Adam had never met anyone who said Wallah and lies. You know, there are some children, when they've done something naughty, and you say, did you do it? He said, Wallah, I never. Wallah, I never. They always add a letter at the end, because they know that saying Wallah. Nabi Adam, as soon as he asks for repentance, he doesn't hide behind an excuse. He says... And his wife, Hawa, Qala, Rabbana, Zalamna, Anfusana, Wa illam taghfir lana, Wa tarhamna, Lanakunanna min al-khasirin. Beautiful. We've been unjust to ourselves. If you don't forgive us, and deal with us with mercy, we'll be losers. In reality, honestly, is loss in this world, you losing your wages, or you losing favor with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What's the biggest loss? If you lost your house, but you're in favor with Allah, Aren't you still rich? If you lost your business, but you still have Ahl al-Bayt, aren't you still rich? He says that the khasara in reality is that if you don't welcome me back into your mercy. That's what we say tonight. What we're saying tonight is, Ya Allah, I'm not going to make excuses for myself. Rather, I've been unjust to myself, Ya Allah. And if you don't forgive me, I will be of the losers. So one opinion was that Nabi Adam, Adam min kalimatin One of the meanings was what? Was that dua. When they said, Rabbana zalamna anfusana. That's one dua. It's interesting, however, that Shia and non-Shia mention another dua that Adam read. Shia and non-Shia. When I mention non-Shia like Suyuti or I mention Shawkani, two scholars who are not Shia, but they mention a particular dua. Adam reads to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Oh Allah, in the name of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa and in the name of Ali, and in the name of Fatima, and in the name of Hassan, and in the name of Hussein, accept our dua. How does Adam know these names? Because he saw their light while he was being created. He saw their names on the gates where he was. Therefore, Those kalimat could be kalimat that we use today. I can either ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala directly, but if I mention the most beloved names to Allah, there isn't a a Shia or a non-Shia in the world who will deny that the most beloved names to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala are the names of Muhammad and Al-Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
So tonight, if I, for example, when I'm doing my Tawbah, when I'm returning back to the path of Allah, I can say, Ya Allah, forgive me. I can also use who? I can say, Ya Allah, bihaqqi Muhammad, wa antal Mahmud. Wa bihaqqi Ali, wa antal A'la. Wa bihaqqi Fatima, wa anta Fatir al-Samawat wal-Ard. Wa bihaqqi al-Hasan, wa antal Muhsin. That's your name, Zan Muhsin. Wa bihaqqi al-Hasan, wa antal Muhsin. Wa bihaqqi al-Husayn, wa anta Qadim al-Ihsan. Oh Allah, forgive me for what I've done. So therefore, when we, the Shia especially, we are known that when we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we mention these names. Because we find not just from the beginning of those who were the lovers of God, Allah loves those who do tawbah, true? Allah loves those who seek a way back. It's never too late. Someone says, Sayyidina, I'm telling you it's too late. I said to him, Babu, I'm telling you it's not too late. He have you sometimes heard friends of yours who are like, you know what, I'm going hell. I'm telling you from now I'm going hell. By the way, that is kufr to say that. You can never say I'm definitely going hell. You know why? Because that means that you're saying that God can never change me. God can never guide me. Can you ever say that? You can't say that. But someone says, Sayyidina, do you know what I've done in my life? Money I've stolen. I've done zina. I've taken drugs. I've gone to every club in the book. I've drunk alcohol. Sayyidna, I know tonight is the night of Qadr. But Sayyidna, I'm telling you there's no chance of me being forgiven. It's impossible. I say to him, then you've not read one verse of the Quran that shows you every sin will be forgiven. Surah 39, verse 53. This verse is one of my favorites in the Holy Quran. In Surah 39, verse number 53 of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this ayah, if you read it tonight, my dear brothers and sisters, it's sufficient for you to understand that whatever sin you've committed, the door is always open for you. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Surah 39, verse 53. Even God, when He talks to us, when we've done so much haram, Wallah, He talks to us so nicely, so softly, so politely, so kindly. Because it's a message to us as well that when you see someone in your community who does a lot of haram, talk to them softly. Don't be harsh and judgmental. He talks to us. Say, O Prophet of God, O my servants, subhanallah. He doesn't say, We love to do that in our communities. In our communities, we put an X on whoever we feel like. Did God put an X on us? Do some of us deserve Xs? Definitely. Definitely. But did God put an X on us? قُلْ يَا عِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا أَسْرَفُوا means to be extravagant. So God says, say to my servant, who's a bit extravagant in the way he's been behaving. You tell me. Who raised me? My mom and dad. They raised me. Rabboni. Rabboni. God, what do we call him? Rab. From the idea of upbringing and nourishment. We agree? My parents, if they talk softly to me, then you think my Lord, who's a million, billion, jillion, zillion times more merciful, is not going to be merciful with me when he talks to me? Why have we made the Lord of Islam a Lord who just wants to send people to hell when there are verses like this? 
قل يا عبادي ماي سيرفنت الذين اسرفوا هو بين جاست ليتل بي اكستراجنت على انفسهم لا تقنطوا من رحمه الله دونت بي ديسبوندنت اوف ذا ميرسي اوف الله وي هاف يس ديسبير قنوط ديسبوندنسي يس اي يسد برو والله اي يسد بعد ما راح اشتغل اي يسد يو نو سمتايمز سمون سايز اي يسد اي يسد يس means despair and sometimes you'll find that person openly telling everyone no nah, nothing's changing i hate this world and not even god can help me there are some however they feel it inside you know what? i don't think god's going to help me in anything I, i don't know where god is in all honesty but they don't tell anyone يا قل يا عبادي الذين اسروا على انفسهم لا تقنطوا دون بي ديسبوندنت من رحمه الله فروم ذا ميرسي اوف الله ان الله يغفر الذنوب جميعا الله فيجيفز ديد الله سي اي فيجيفز 65% اوف يور سينز ديد الله سي اي فيجيفز 75% اوف يور سينز ان الله يغفر الذنوب جميعا انه هو الغفور الرحيم For he is the one who is the all-forgiving, the all-merciful. When you see an ayah like this, honestly, honestly, have you met a Lord who in reality, how many times? Fajr we haven't woken up. Salahs we've blatantly missed. How many of us don't bother reading the Quran? How many of us make excuses for not going to Hajj? How many of us do not wear hijab because we feel that, you know what, we'll come back to you, God, when we feel like it? And then this Lord, instead of saying to us, that's it, he still tells us that, you know what, you've been extravagant. Come back towards my mercy. I'll forgive all of your sins. And that's why God loves those who try and come back. You know, sometimes if I try and come back and it doesn't work, God still loves me. Never forget that. Where God will have a problem is if I don't make any more effort to become more religious. If I just stop and say, you know what? Either I become arrogant and be like, that's enough for me. I don't need to do anything else. Or there's no chance of anything changing. But God loves those who to the Tawbah. Surah 42, verse number 25 of the Holy Quran. Again, God wants to remind us that, you know what? It's all right. Just keep trying. Do the amal. Try and work on yourself. Surah 42 verse 25. What does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say? He says to us, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. وَهُوَ الَّذِي يَقْبَلُ التَّوْبَةَ عَنْ عِبَادِهِ وَيَعْفُ عَنِ السَّيِّئَاتِ وَيَعْلَمُ مَا تَفْعَلُونَ Allah accepts. We said don't translate tawbah only as repentance. Allah accepts you guys coming back onto his path. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does what? Allah forgives the sins. He knows what you do. That means on a night like this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is trying to tell you that, listen, I don't care how bad you guys have been. Don't worry. There's always space in my dominion of love. Because it's a dominion of love, honestly. Layat al-Qadr. 15 Sha'ban. Arafah. These are the dominions of love. I don't call them the nights of forgiveness or the nights of... It's the, the nights of love. You want to see the meaning of love when the wadud comes together being the tawab, comes together being the ghafoor. All his attributes wonderfully come together of love and forgiveness and always turning towards us with mercy. How many times in the Quran you see that? Someone says, but Sayyidina, are you sure? Like even if I've done the worst ever, ever, ever haram ever, what's the worst haram you could think of? Multiply it by 10. Because we have a story which verse 135 of Surah Al-Imran, Surah 3 was revealed about. 
person, Mu'ath bin Jabal comes to the Prophet, peace be upon his family, and says to him, Ya Rasulullah, I've seen this young guy. This young guy is crying like a mom who's lost her kid. Because on a night like this, one tear, but then you see the person next to you, more tears. Then you see someone else crying, crying, because all of us remember our sins on this night, don't we? You know, the Prophet said, what's wrong with him? He said, Ya Rasulullah, I've never seen someone cry like this. Doesn't stop crying. He said, bring him to me. S sat down. He said to him, young man, why are you crying? He said, I've committed a sin. There's no way God will. He said, young man, Allah forgives all sins. He said, no, 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 Ya Rasulullah, not this one. He said, tell me, God forgives all sins. He said, Ya Rasulullah, no chance. He said, even God forgives shirk. Unless you die as a mushrik on the day of judgment, Allah forgives shirk. How many people were mushrik? They converted. True? He said, Ya Rasulullah, what I've done, I will never be forgiven. He said, what is it? He said, I work in graveyards. And once they bought a body of this really good looking girl. So when no one was looking, I removed her shroud. And I unfortunately had a physical relationship. Physical intercourse. Rasulullah said to him, I feel the flames of fire. Remove yourself. This person left wailing and screaming. If Rasulullah hasn't forgiven me. Because you imagine in the Quran, there were times all you had to do was go to the Prophet. He would forgive you on behalf of God. In Surah 4, verse 64, people, all they had to do was go to the Prophet, peace be upon him and his family, <coughs> and the Prophet would forgive them on behalf of God when the Quran says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, وَلَوْ أَنَّهُمْ إِضَّلَمُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ جَاءُوكَ If they, when they were unjust to themselves, came to you, فَاسْتَغْفَرُوا اللَّهَ وَاسْتَغْفَرَ لَهُمُ الرَّسُولُ and they sought pardon from Allah and pardon from the Prophet. You would have found God being the one who'd opened the doors for you and He's merciful. In the time of Rasulullah, all you had to do, look at the Rahmah of Allah, that even Rasulullah, you go to Him. If He forgives you, Allah forgives you. And people say to me, You can only go to Allah. Yes, I can only go to Allah. But if I was living with Rasul, I'd go to the Rasul. And then comes the whole debate Is Rasulullah dead or is he alive? Can I call out his name and ask Allah SWT even after he's died? Someone says, the dead cannot hear. The dead are dead, they cannot hear. So why did the Prophet talk to the dead in the Battle of Badr in the wells? Have you found Allah's promise to be true? Why am I saying in Salah, As-Salamu Nabi? If he's dead and he cannot hear me, why am I saying Salam to him? When the reply of the Salam is wajib. Someone says, yes, they can hear, but doesn't mean they answer your dua. Even they don't answer my dua. I'm going to mention their name when I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This person in this story, imagine he's come to Rasulullah. Rasulullah says, I feel, I feel the fire of hell. Leave, please. Leave, leave. Do you think God would forgive such a person who slept with bodies? It's possible. Even our sins, some of us have not been that bad. This person 
however realized if my lord truly says and he's always said the door of Tawbah is open to all my creation then I'm going to ask my Lord he went somewhere sat away from everyone crying 40 nights in a row all he had with him was the provision of his food Surah 3 verse 135 you go to Surah 3 verse 135 and the Quran was revealed what did the Quran say about him imagine Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa said, bring me the young man, bring me. Because for 40 nights, not one night, not Laylatul Qadr, 40 nights. And Allah says, Laylatul Qadr khair min what? Alif shahar. 40 nights he's doing this. Allah is saying that what you do tonight is greater than a thousand months. Surah 3, verse 135 of the Holy Quran. وَالَّذِينَ إِذَا فَعَلُوا فَاحِشَةً Those who commit a shameful deed like zina. But this guy's done zina with a dead body, Allah. anfusahum, Or they've been unjust to themselves. They've done dhulm. They remembered Allah and implored for pardon for their sins. Who's going to forgive sins except who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And they don't persist in what they're doing. You know, there's some people on a night like this, like, Astaghfirullah, I will never ever do that again. First day after Eid, they're doing exactly the same thing. The ones who do insurance fraud are back to insurance fraud after Shahar Ramadan. The ones who are drug dealers are back to drug dealing after Shahar Ramadan. The ones who claim benefits from the government while they're working are back to doing exactly the same, if not maybe doing it right now. Anyway, so you have these people the Quran says there are some who intentionally keep doing what they're doing. This person, no. He said, I'll never do it again. And the Quran said that Allah forgave that person. Rasulullah said, bring him to me. For his tawbah has been accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with an ayah of the Quran being revealed in his honor. So therefore, on a night like this, will Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgive me if I'm showing sincere effort to say to my Lord that I was unjust. I'm not going to make excuses for myself and say, well, you know what? I was young. That's, no, 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 no. You know what? I was unjust. And I ask Allah and I mention the name of those who are beloved to Allah. Bika ya Allah, bi Muhammad, bi Ali, bi Fatima, bi bil Hassan, bil Hussein, bi Ali ibn Hussein, bi Muhammad ibn Ali, bi Ja'far, bi Muhammad ibn Musa, bi Ja'far, bi Ali ibn Musa, bi Muhammad ibn Ali, bi Ali ibn Muhammad, bil Hassan ibn Ali, bil Hujjah, bil Hujjah, bil Hujjah. Because remember on a night like this, the angels and the spirits surround the hujjah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Al-malaika wal-ruh. Someone says, Sayyidina, I understand God's all-forgiving. How about people who I just find it hard to forgive them tonight? <coughs> all of us have our pasts. We all have our histories, don't we? We've all let someone down at one stage in our life or another. We've regretted certain things. Some of those people, you reach out to them on a night like this, but there are some people who won't reach out. You say, Baba, you and your brother haven't spoken for years. Isn't it about time that you forgive each other? No. So why should you expect Allah to forgive you? Yusuf's brothers treated him worse than you. Did he? Look in the Quran. Nabi Yusuf alayhi salam, we all saw the way his brothers treated him. Surah 12 verse 92. 
In Surah 12 verse 92, how much did those brothers abuse Yusuf Firstly, they threw him down a well, took him from the father, pretended or lied that a wolf ate him. The man became a slave. The man was sent to prison. The man had to go from country to country, from caravan to caravan. I ask you, many of us who don't forgive people, did those people do what they done to their brother? Honestly, honestly. When someone comes to you and says to you, said, Murtada, forgive so-and-so. And you're like, no, I won't. When someone says, said, Mahsin, forgive so-and-so. You say, I won't. Look at the example of those in the Quran who highlighted to us, forgive my creation, I forgive you. You find it hard to forgive my creation. Why should I forgive you? Verse 92, what does it say? After they realized that this was Nabi Yusuf, Nabi Yusuf السلام, said, la There shall be no reproof against you today. Those brothers had come asking this. I want to ask you all a question. I sometimes think that Nabi Yaqub found it more difficult to forgive the, his sons than Yusuf found to forgive his brothers. I don't know if you guys agree with me. I think that Yaqub found it more difficult to forgive his sons for what they did than Yusuf forgiving his own brothers. Someone says to me, Sayyidina, how? Nabi Yusuf when his brothers come, he says to them, لا تثريب عليكم اليوم يغفر الله لكم. Okay? Nabi Yaqub, when the brothers asked their dad for forgiveness, seeing their dad became blind, their dad lost his eyesight, their dad was crying constantly because of Nabi Yusuf not being around. If you go about, about how many verses later? Maybe, maybe about ten, what? Maybe about six verses later even. Um, yeah, in verse 97 of the same surah, I think Nabi Yaqub finds it harder to forgive them straight away than Nabi Yusuf. Because when they ask their father for forgiveness in verse 97, قَالُوا يَا أَبَانَا اسْتَغْفِرْ لَنَا ذُنُوبَنَا إِنَّا كُنَّا خَاطِئِينَ Oh, our father, ask forgiveness for us. Which shows that sometimes you can ask another human being to ask Allah for forgiveness for you. Okay? You know what's interesting about his reply? He says, قَالَ سَوْفَ أَسْتَغْفِرُ لَكُمْ رَبِّي that's an interesting question here. Why does Nabi Yaqub say قَالَ سَوْفَ أَسْتَغْفِرُ not قَالَ سَأَسْتَغْفِرُ لَكَ رَبِّي Because I know that Nabi Ibrahim السلام, he sought forgiveness for his uncle even though his uncle was rude to him. In Surah 19 verse 46 of the Quran Nabi Ibrahim as we know his uncle was the one who used to carve the idols. And so when his uncle was very rude to him, you found that Nabi Ibrahim السلام, on the other hand with his uncle, when his uncle says to him, قال in Surah 19 verse 46, Ibrahim. Ibrahim, are you the one who um, has sought to incline against my idols? If you don't stop, I'll stone you. Nabi Ibrahim replies to him, in Arabic grammar, there's a difference between se and sofa. One of them is when you do it straight away. The other is after a certain period. And that's why it's interesting. Why does Nabi Yaqub say sofa and Ibrahim says se'astaghfir? It goes to show that even Forgiving someone on a night like this is not easy at all. It's not easy. 
but do it because you remove the negative energy from you. Remember earlier in the program I said, don't hold that grudge. You know why? Because if I have a grudge and said Murtada has a grudge against me and I have a grudge against him, we both want to end up in paradise, don't we? But if we meet at the gates and we're like, oh, it's you. And you're like, oh, it's you. We both love the Prophet and his family. We love the Quran. But if I keep that grudge and we're at the gates, some of the scholars say that what happens is God will make you wait until you purify yourself of that grudge. So therefore, when I forgive, Yusuf السلام, did he have to forgive? But he was showing us a lesson. If I'm seeking Allah's forgiveness, then I should be willing to be one who forgives as well. Many of us have people in our lives we fell out with. On a night like this, WhatsApp them. Salam, hope you're well, forgive me. If you don't have their number, email them. If you don't have an email, find someone who knows them. Someone says, Sayyidna, but what if I don't get through to them? Try and do your duty. Even pray for them in the amal. I always joke that in Salat al-Layl, when you're thinking of the 40 names and then someone pops up and you're like, oh God, not them. Oh no. But still, remove that negative energy from you. Important final points. In the Quran, for the word for forgiveness, what would it be if I was to ask said Muhsin and said Murtaba? What's the word normally associated with forgiveness in the Quran? Toba, we said, is when you seek a way back to Allah. So Toba is the whole act that you're seeking to achieve a target on, and that's returning back to God. What other words in the Quran? Is there one word for forgiveness when you say to someone, what did you say? Ighfar, isn't it? Yeah, so normally we say Ighfar. How about Saf? How about Afu? When you say Afu, sometimes in English you say sorry, sometimes it says pardon, sometimes it says forgive. So we have in the Quran three words for the same concept. The first of them is Saf. Someone says, what do you mean? If you look at the idea of, if you look at, let me give you an example, uh, Surah 15 verse 85 of the Quran. Surah 15 verse number 85 of the Quran. This word, when you translate it in English, it says forgive. In Surah 15 verse number 85 of the Quran, you find that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when talking about forgiveness, He talks to his prophet and says, وَمَا خَلَقْنَا السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ وَمَا بَيْنَهُمَا إِلَّا بِالْحَاقِ وَإِنَّ السَّاعَةَ لَآتِيَةٌ فَاصْفَحِ الصَّفْحَ الْجَمِيلِ فَاصْفَحِ الصَّفْحَ الْجَمِيلِ Forgive the people with gracious forgiveness. Said Mursada, in your life, did you ever think صفح means forgiveness? Said Muhsin, my viewers at home, Normally, when I was growing up, what was the word for forgiveness? I would hear ghafoor. I would hear, for example, afu, tawba, safh. The Quran says, fasfah al-safh al-jameel. Even in English, we say, if you look at the word safh or safha, safha means what? Safha raqam tlathmiya. What does that mean? Page. You know when you say to someone, turn a new page? It's beautiful, isn't it? Turn a new page. You know what? What happened between us was a shame. It was sad. It shouldn't have happened. Let's turn a new page. Again, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Surah 43, verse number 89 of the Quran. 
he again mentions this concept of safh. Fasfah anhum wa qul salam. Turn away from them and say peace. Fasawfa ya'lamun. They shall come to know. Another meaning of safh is what? When you turn a new page, don't guilt trip the person about what's happened. Because there's two types of people. You know what, bro? Yeah, let's turn a new page. But you know what? It's hard for me. And don't guilt trip. Safh is the idea of what? Guilt tripping someone when you're turning that new page. There are some people who will be like, let's turn a new page. Don't mention anything about the past. There are some who are, you know what? New page, new start. But I'll never forget what you did three months ago. Don't guilt trip the person. Safh, number one. Number two, famous word for forgiveness in the Quran, which is what? Afu. Afu. And tonight is a night where we keep saying Afu. 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 Don't stop saying it. Even if you're sitting alone and someone's reading a dua that you can't concentrate on because of how long it is, just keep saying Afu while you're sitting. You're asking for what? For Allah's pardon. But Afu means to ask for God's pardon and that you're seeking that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't punish you for that act. So when Allah is afu. He forgives you without punishing you for that act. In Surah 3 verse 134, God loves people who have that afu in them. In Surah 3 verse 134 of the Quran, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions this to us when He says, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, Alladheena yunfiquna fissarra'i wal-darra'i. There are those who spend in the what? In good times and in bad. And those who restrain their anger. And those who forgive the faults of others. What type of forgiveness is this? I'll forgive you without a punishment. For example, you know what you're doing? There are two types of people. I'll forgive you, but you've got to pay me. I'll forgive you, but there's compensation. Then there's someone who forgives you without punishing you. Subhanallah. The first one is what? I'll forgive you without guilt tripping you. The second one, Afu, is I'll forgive you without punishing you. What's the third one? Maghfirah. Ghafoor. True? Allah is Ghafoor. He's the always forgiving. And in the Quran, we seek Allah's Maghfirah. What does Allah's Maghfirah mean? Maghfar? Maghfar. It's like a shield that covers you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, please forgive me and cover my faults. Allah. Don't guilt trip. Let's turn a new page. Afu. Forgive me, but don't punish me for what's been done. Maghfira. Forgive me, but cover what I've done. How beautiful the Arabic in the Quran is. You can show me Sanskrit, you show me Syriac, Aramaic, and you show me Arabic. Arabic, when you open up the different meanings, all I see in English for Afu, for Maghfira, for Tawbah, for all of these is forgive. Whereas when I look in Arabic, one of them, I see my Lord saying what? Turn a new page and don't guilt trip them about what's happened. Another one, I see my Lord saying what? Forgive them, but don't put a punishment. Another one, forgive them, but cover. That's what my Lord is with me. How many times my Lord has forgiven me and didn't make me have a guilt trip because of what I've done? How many times my Lord has forgiven me and covered what I've done? 
where nobody in the community knew what I did. He's the only one who knew and he covered it. How many times did Allah forgive me and still hasn't punished me for what I've done? On a night like this, my dear brothers and sisters, open your hearts to each other. The way that you saw the Prophet on the day of Mecca and its conquest, on the way that you saw Imam Ali السلام, with those who had hurt him, on the way that you saw Imam Al-Hassan and likewise Imam Al-Hussein at Karbala with Hurb bin Yazid al-Riyahi. There is no one who can forgive like the Lord and there is no way of expressing you and your need for forgiveness to the Lord like the supplications of Muhammad and Al-Muhammad. Do not forget me in your dua. I ask for your forgiveness and I hope that I will be in your prayers and likewise you are in mine. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah wa barakatuh. Hey, 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 hey.